1: Our news today, we're here with Pal Schaefer, the host of Drop Zone TV, and his new show, Renovation Hunters. Yes, sir. Man, thank you for having me here.
2: Thank it's it's, it's an honor to be here. What a what a great publication. What a great way to be able to get the publication. You know, that's uh, I drive long distances, like twenty plus hours at a time sometimes, and there is nothing like listening to. Or being able to you know go digitally and, and, and get this kind of information to make time
1: pass as you go down the road you know it's awesome well, i think our goals are the same we're looking to preserve our uh, way of life the yep. future generations and uh, everybody knows about drop zone we've had that show for well since years? 2009
2: yeah long so time. yeah long time so it's it's 14 years now actually it'll be 14 years this year so it's been a long time and, you know that the great thing about it drop zone is you know, I got to do it with one of my best friends in the world. I mean, he's basically my brother, Greg Zipidelli. Sure. You know, he's a Hall of Fame crew chief. Yeah, he will be in the Hall of Fame crew chief, one of the winningest crew chiefs of all time for NASCAR. Him and Tony Stewart are, are brothers, and naturally, we've all become good friends, and you know, he still makes his living the hard way, but if it hadn't have been for Drop Zone and Greg Zipidelli, this new venture never would have happened, right? Yep so renovation hunters was kind of a born off of drop zone we uh it was, we were at our hunting camp in missouri and it's a hundred year old house and needless to say it needed some work but you know hunting camp was always just a place to lay your head down and you know get up eat a meal and you know go hunting it yeah. never never had to be nice but the truth of the matter is guys we need to make these places a little more relevant for the whole family, right? So we said, man, it'd be such a great idea if we could renovate this. So I had an idea, and Crescent Tools have been longtime partners at Drop Zone, and so I, I talked to Crescent and said, what if we renovated this place on the show? And they were like, oh my gosh, that'd be a great idea and everything. So we come up with a plan, and we renovated the Missouri camp. And, and then we called it Pimp, my dear camp. <laughs> so, but the word Pimp didn't go over well for TV. And when after we got halfway through it, I said, I got to thinking, I said, you know what? There's a show here that's worthy for the calls that I basically do the outdoors for, and that's preserving it for generations to come. Because sure. um, the problem is, as you well know, that as these hunting camps or fishing camps or just mountain cabins or whatever, as they get passed on through generations, um, sometimes they're not taken care of, right? Maybe this generation was not as financially successful as the prior generations or or whatever, but the truth of the matter is a lot of times when those things, when when that structure goes away, it ends that generation's lineage of passing it on and there we have effectively cut a whole family tree out of the outdoors and i just i can't i can't live with the thought that i didn't do something to help change that aspect and also to do something to start reinventing the moral fiber that holds families together right sitting at a table eating together that's pretty much gone by the wayside all families even you know extended families all meeting somewhere in the outdoors to for vacation and have fun well, that's was the mission behind Renovation Works. And after one season of doing this, it has been amazing. And there is a ton, you go to HGTV or wherever, there is so many cookie cutter renovation shows and I said, well, I don't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be there. And they in, yeah. Over and over again, and, you, and it's like, they take six months to a year, the people are paying for the renovation, and they'll take a six, eight month renovation and put it in one 22-minute show. And there is no way you can comprehend what really went into that. There's there's no history about the family. There's no history about the structure. And there's no history about the town. Yeah. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. Get this, we're totally renovating the house and the property. We'll even put in food plots, help them with deer stand placement, tree stand placement placements. Trees. Oh, I mean, building giant barbecue pits for them. The whole thing, we do it in eight days. From day one to day two. Wow. And on top of that, it, during that eight days, we're going to make three episodes so everybody sees the real story, the story of the town. Uh, our theme song is by Matt Tucker, uh, and this song is and It's called Tiny Towns, and that song is everything... About the people in tiny towns. It's 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 about rural America, and it's about renovation owners. It is it is perfect. So we do it in eight days. We do three episodes. We tell you something about the history of the area, the history of that family's lineage, and then the 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 history of that structure. You know, we we actually in Nebraska, a lady was still in there. She was ninety three or ninety four years old. Who was born in the upstairs room. Lim- it was a 118 year old house. She was born in that room. That's history. That's that's history, and just a wonderful thing, man. Hyannis, Nebraska, out in the middle of nowhere, a population under 200, but the most unbelievable cowboy town you've ever met. Everybody only knows one thing: is to help each other, and it is. It's no. It's not like any place you've ever been. Well, we've lost that,
1: no doubt. For oh, absolutely. Where? Uh, it takes a village. Everybody's, you know, me, me, me. Oh, right. right huh? You know, it wasn't uncommon as a kid running through the neighborhood that the neighbor would reprimand you. And your parents would say, what'd you do? Exactly. Like, why'd you yell at my kid? Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Everybody, everybody helped everybody, right? It was it was a we thing. Yeah. And, and, and we has transferred to me this day and time. And we've got to get back to we. So, you know, helping, with the moral fiber thing, we want to do something that makes people sit down at a table and eat together. So, in every one of these builds, we do a custom, hand-built dining room table that goes in every one of them, and it's and it's done to we find out about this family, their loves, and everyone is built one of a kind to that family for that family's needs. And it is—I mean, job. beautiful art. Our friends at Bear Brother uh, Fine Hardwoods—they um, came on as the title because they have the same passions we do, mm-hmm. and it is so—it is so great. All of our partners are amazing. They, we don't call them sponsors because they're not sponsors; they're partners. Not only do they help us pay for all this, but they show up and work for free. Wow! I mean. Our 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 mass crew is there every week, but every week that we we have a build, all of these partners show up and and want to be there to give a hand. It shows you that there are still people in this country and still businesses in this country that still believe in family. Yep, and and it's just a great thing, man. It's it's nice to go home, lay your pillow down on, uh, lay your head down on your pillow and. just say, you know what, we did something good today. Well, I was through your uh,
1: Facebook page, Yeah. just last night, and some of the really spectacular. <laughs> well, yeah, I like the volume. Oh my gosh, it's
2: a, it was amazing. Uh, we're actually building a garage bar right now for the premiere show. We're, we're doing a big premiere for all of our partners. We're gonna do red carpet the whole thing. We're building a big garage bar for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, we built and actually in Nebraska we took an old metal building and turned it into a beautiful speakeasy. So not only did we do the house, we did the metal building and, and all this, and they ain't come to us still. <laughs> no, 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 ain't none of those. We ain't got none of those. Uh, ATS stay at home. We don't have any. Uh, but um, no, yeah, and. You know, every family that we have revealed, men and women have had tears just running out of their eyes. And and, and you look over, we we had one in, in Virginia, and when all this came down and the things that came out of their mouth was talking about how this reminded them how special their family was and how much they miss all their extended family. Yep. They sat there and sat down I turned to Kevin Tarkovich, who is our superintendent and my cohort on the show, and I looked at
1: him and said, you know what, we could never do another one. Mission complete. Well, I know from experience, uh, hunting camp is you know, just a place where you throw your pillow down, you're out in the morning. The greatest or, or yeah. female friendly place, yeah, exactly. Was, you know, but it was ours, we liked it. Uh, a renovation brings the family into it, makes them feel at home, more comfortable, and it's not you know. the I mean, guys,
2: think about it, think about this you know, going hunting all these times, and your wife's talking about you're going to them again, you're going hunting again. You give her a nice place to go, you nice place to go, yeah, and, and, and a really beautiful place to I be. Mean, you get to get go way more often. <laughs> she can come with you. Yeah, exactly. You go out hunting and maybe have a meal when you get back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Built-in biscuit maker in this in this camp. Um, no, it's it it, it is. is. And the great thing about it is, is when you get both of the heads of the family involved and loving and and part of the heritage, then it's it's a sure thing that is passing down through those kids.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now let's take a giant step back. You started with Carolina Outdoors. Woo! Yes, sir. Actually,
2: if you want to take a little further step back into the 90s, there was Carolina Outdoors Radio Network. That's right. That's how I was born into Carolina Outdoors. It was so funny. uh, uh, I had a, a I guess I wanted to go through I was going through a lot of changes in life and, and my, my, my whole family thing got restructured with the divorce and um, I like man you know I've been in the car business for a long time a long time and running a dealership and I said you know what you know I got through this I want to do something that I love, that I have my passion. Mm-hmm. And one of the local owners of a radio station, small radio station in Rock Hill, South Carolina, Manning Kimmel, come to me and said, you know, you really ought to do a radio show. What would you do one about if you wanted to? If we put one around you, what would you do? I said, I'd do it about the outdoors, because that was my love, right? sure. And so Carolina Outdoors Radio was born. Well, next thing you know, you hear, uh, Another radio uh, owner that owns some radio stations down in lower South Carolina and over into Georgia was driving through and heard the radio show. He calls me up and says, hey, would you drive down there and do a radio show here on a different night? I said, why don't we, Is there not a way we can do it on the same night. So I did some investigating called Clear Channel. We put it up on Clear Channel. Everybody got their own code. And next thing you know, Carolina Outdoors Radio Network is born. and it was really cool, so like all the fishing reports, I had different guides and charters that would call and give us a fishing report so everybody could listen and hear what was running on the fish and stuff. We did the same thing with hunting. And um, so one of the guys down in Charleston called me up, and he goes, hey, there's rumors you're gonna start a TV show in Carolina Outdoors. I said, yes, sir, that's gonna happen. He goes, well, I got one of your biggest fans." that listened to your radio show, wants to be on your first TV show. And I said, okay, um, who is it? He, he goes, well, it's Dan Marino. Wow. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, <laughs> Dan Marino comes fishing with me every year. He listens to your radio broadcast when he's here. And when I told him that you were going to do a TV show, and he, just, he said, well, have you come down here? Let's do a fishing show, the very first one. I was like, how do I go wrong there? Yes, I'm going down there and filming my very first TV show with Dan Marino. That's a hell of a way to start. I thought so. I was like, well, you know what? This might not be a bad idea. So we went down, had a blast. We still have that show to this day. I want to get it and put it up on social media for everybody to see not only... How long ago would I, I
1: look like that long ago? <laughs> to see where it all we were started. All young at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had no cool. idea Denver Marino was an outdoor no,
2: He was a fisherman, big fisherman. Um, he even stocked his lakes in Florida with uh, peacock bass from South America. Wow, because he loved fishing that much. So, a really good kid. He brought—I mean, really good guy. Brought both of his kids, and uh, you know, one of them's autistic, and we had just a blast with him. And uh, it was just a fun. Man, it was a great way to kick off a TV career in the outdoors. You really had a storied and progressive career. Oh yeah. Before that, I was—I uh, was a tire changer in NASCAR. Um, Then after that, I decided I wanted to go race on my own, so I started doing, built my own race team, and started racing a lot of dirt track races, did some asphalt races, and I made a small fortune doing that out of a big one. (laughs) Yeah, that's an expensive venture, and I I purposely, I'll go to the NASCAR races because I know I can't, I don't have the means to start a NASCAR team, and I'm too old to start racing NASCAR. But I stay away from the dirt tracks because I can still go to a dirt car and I don't want... That's so why I stay away from them because it's probably the only drug I've ever had in life. So, uh, racing is very much like hunting. You just keep throwing money at it. <laughs> <laughs> you hope know, for a return. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or hope your wife don't catch all the money you're throwing at it.
1: Right. <laughs> all right. Well, where can we find... Um, where can we find uh, Renovation TV? Renovation Hunters social
2: media is Renovation Hunters is on Instagram, Facebook, soon coming to TikTok. Uh, you can find it only on the Outdoor Channel. It is a network uh, exclusive original. Um, you can uh, soon to find it on MOTV. But the great thing is now, with all the expansion that the Outdoor Channel has done, you get it on Hulu, Sling, Roku, Friendly, you name it, it's there, Samsung TV on Outdoor America, that's 100 million connected devices.
1: If you want us, you can find us. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming in. Man, appreciate it.
3: Time. Thank you.
1: That's great. Right.
3: We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join HuntOfALifetime.org